following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of Rising to the Occasion. Very happy to be back with you guys and bringing you guys plenty of sports content. Uh, we've got a lot to get to when it comes to the college football. Still news going on there. I know the season's over, but we just keep on talking about it, uh, and we probably will keep on talking about it. And, of course, we've got to catch up on the NFL playoffs and what's going on there, and we're even going to dive into the NHL, something that we don't do enough of but we're going to do it today. But before we get too far into it, we want to first mention our sponsors uh, for this episode, and that is Big Frig. Big Frig is an amazing sponsor. It's an amazing product. Again, as always, I always have my Big Frig tumbler with me. I usually always use my Big Frig cooler when I'm on the road or if I'm going to an event or camping out, tailgating, whatever the case may be, I've got to have Big Frig in my life. And you guys should have Big Frig in your life as well. Big Frig is the best on the market when it comes to tumblers and coolers. You can go check them out at bigfrig.com and use the code RISING220 to let them know that we sent you and you'll get yourself 20% off. So you go to bigfrig.com and use that code RISINGTO20. Use that and get yourself 20% off at bigfrig.com. Guys, their products are absolutely amazing. We love them. We absolutely love working with Big Frig. Uh, so go check them out and get Big Frig in your life today. But let's go ahead and get into it. Jeremy, we've got a lot to get to. Um, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, my co-host with me here in studio tonight, Jeremy. Um, it's it's exciting when you look at everything that's happening in the NFL, and then of course with with uh, you know you've got college football news still popping up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get to it all, man. There's a lot that we're obviously going to be catching up. Like you said, going into the NFL playoffs, talking about the championship Sunday preview. This is definitely going to be a really big thing. I know a lot of people around here have just been buzzing. To say, of course, everyone's predicting saying the 49ers and the um, the Baltimore Ravens to go to the Super Bowl um, but I think I'm gonna I'm not gonna cut to the I'm not gonna cut to the chase I think it's gonna be a little bit different here that's all I'm gonna say but um, looking outside of that obviously we got a lot to talk about then like you even said for the NHL we don't bring it up enough and that hurts me a little bit but I know we obviously have so much we can only talk about for a certain amount of episodes but looking into it obviously we're talking about the Boston Bruins on the winning streak we're going to be talking about um, one thing that I'll never, I never thought in life I would actually see. I've always pictured in my head, and it would never happen. But um, this past Tuesday, it finally happened. The Pittsburgh Penguins scored a goal, but um, in the wrong net. So but we won't give away too yeah, much. Yeah, we're not going to give away um, too but much. So. Now let's go ahead and start off with college football. Uh, backing up because, like I said, college football season is over, mm-hmm. but. We are never done with college football. No, it may be done with done. us, but we're not done with it. No. And so starting off, just talking about Ohio State mm-hmm. and looking at Ohio State and what's happening with them right now, they have been attacking the transfer portal. Uh, and obviously, as many Ohio State fans feel and other fans around the nation know, Ryan Day is on the hot seat. Ryan Day couldn't beat Michigan uh, and he couldn't, you know, win the national championship. He couldn't make, he couldn't win the playoff game against Georgia. And so all of these things, 11 wins just isn't enough for Ohio state fans. So what is he doing? He's going out and he's recruiting hard. He pulls in, we've talked about it, uh, Will Howard coming in as quarterback. But now we've got Julian Sayan, a five-star quarterback, if I remember correctly, out of uh, out of Alabama, is now coming to Ohio State. That's something that's kind of crazy to see, that now they're, they're getting two quarterbacks in, a lot like mm-hmm. Oregon did up there yeah. uh, with bringing in Dante Moore and Dylan Gabriel. Gabriel. Yep. But they also had uh, Quinshaw Jud- Judkins, the halfback from 
Ole Miss come up. So that that was kind of a crazy news. Uh, And then you've got Caleb Downs, also another Alabama boy, the safety coming up. Uh, And then you've got Seth McLaughlin, an offensive lineman from Alabama coming up. And then, of course, recently uh, they also get, uh, I have no idea how to say his last name, Will uh, Kakmarek, uh, a tight end out of of Ohio. So apparently he was a pretty highly, highly talented tight end that they're pulling pulling in. Uh, And he's staying within the state, but just going to the state, state. Uh, you know, the state college. So Ohio State. Yeah. Um, looking at all of these these uh, transfers that are coming into Ohio, do you think? Do you think uh, uh, maybe Ryan Day knows that he's on the hot seat? I mean, realistically, you have to think he's on the hot seat in this type of situation because you literally what you just did last season having an 11-win season, then not being able to beat Georgia like Josh just mentioned, then not being able to pull it off against Michigan, then uh, your butt's got to be warming up in that seat just because if if I was in that situation, I know I would be on the hot seat. Just With getting all these kind of players that are coming to your school now, you definitely need to step it up a little bit because I know there's been so much talk about all – all these four or five star recruits now coming to the state and just being able to what they're being able to bring into the state. It's definitely going to be, you would think that this is going to be an undefeated team with how many people that they're going to be bringing into the team. But I mean, realistically, Josh, I, you better have, like we've said for the NFL, like Baker Mayfield, for example, this has got to be your make or break year here. So if you're not going to be, if you're not going to be making it, I'm sorry, you're going to be breaking it, and your butt is definitely going to be warm in that seat because well, that's be out that's the door. that's the crazy thing is that you know no college in the right mind should let go of an 11 win coach. You would think you're, you're winning almost every every game. Yeah. There's only one game you're not winning. No. And I, I'm, I'm totally happy with that. Yeah. 11 wins most most scenarios is going to get you to the playoffs. Boy, Next year yeah. it's absolutely going to get you to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then of course most most scenarios that would get you to the the kind of the conference, conference championship. championship. Okay. But of course they didn't have they had divisions still. Now they're getting away away from divisions. Yeah. 11 wins gets you that second rematch against Michigan and I, I just I, I think that's ridiculous to think that he'd be on the hot seat but with all of this talent coming in you know you think of Will Howard I thought that was a decent fit it just felt like a slightly better uh, uh who was it that was there before Kyle McCord, Kyle McCord. yeah so it's just a slightly better Kyle McCord but it didn't feel like a huge upgrade Not really. uh, you bring in Julian Sayan we don't know anything about him really He's he's only played in high school, so yeah, exactly. it's it's going to be interesting to see what he brings to the table. A lot of hype coming out from him, so we'll have to see. I mean, with with all of this talent, though, do they not become the favorites to win the national championship at least the Big Ten? I mean, you would th- I would think they would be with having that much talent coming to your team. If if you're not the favorite, I don't know who in in my mind realistically would be the favorite in that type of a situation. Just like I said, you get all these four and five star talented kids and even like you just mentioned for unnamed names for only playing high school you can never know what you're going to be walking into for him example he can either be like i understand film from high school is great but you gotta think you're going to the next level here this is nowhere near high school football this is going to be going to the big time in the big leagues i mean you gotta step up in a big way so i my my thing is like I said, yeah, make it, or you're just gonna keep breaking. So yeah, personally, I'm looking at Ohio State with everything they add to the team. Yeah, and and you think of what was broken last year. I feel like this 
is the right move. And, and then another another one to add to it, they bring in Bill O'Brien as that's an offensive that. coordinator. That's a huge that's step big. for uh, Ryan Day to look at himself in the mirror and say, what exactly is going wrong with this? And I think a lot of people recognize this because you're trying to take too much on mm-hmm. all at once rather than delegate some of that responsibility. And so I think looking at Ryan Day, bringing in Bill O'Brien, you may hate the guy. Uh, you may love the guy. What's kind of funny, too, is that Bill O'Brien also a former Alabama coach. So he used, he used to coach down there in Alabama. Alabama didn't like him as an offensive coordinator. I thought he did just fine. And I do think he's a good offensive coordinator. So I think bringing, bringing Bill O'Brien into Ohio State, delegating some of that responsibility, now you can act as the CEO rather than being a CEO and an offensive coordinator. So I think that's really big for uh, Ryan Day and Ohio State, bringing in Bill O'Brien and delegating some of those issues. But their their rival, the one team that they couldn't beat, the one team that it just seems like in the last three years now, uh, they just they couldn't get over that hump. Michigan, they're kind of doing the opposite. Uh, of yeah. course, they lose a lot of guys to the draft. They lose a lot of guys outside of that. But mm-hmm. then Jim Harbaugh, he meets with the Chargers. Twice. Uh, and then he meets with the Falcons. And now apparently he met with the Chargers, yeah, again, a, a second time. Yeah. Where do you think fits best for Jim Harbaugh if he does leave to go back to the NFL? I mean, I I could see him easily going with the Chargers here in this type of a situation. But you look at some of these teams that they're not like – I'm not trying to bash any other team that have been struggling like throughout the last couple of years. But I mean, in this type of situation, I can sincerely see him going to the Falcons and – not the Falcons, the Chargers, excuse me, (laughs) just because of – having a younger quarterback and being able to have some mentality and just being able to get your foot in the door again, obviously, this is definitely something to where I think it will be a game changer for this organization. And look at the charges for what they already have. I mean, they have talent already. They have um, the one wide receiver who just broke 50,000 yards for that highlight real catch. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name. But yeah, now you, I am too. And I, I, uh, Keenan Allen. Yeah, Keenan there you Allen. Go. There you go. <laughs> I, I don't know why I was drawing such a hard blank. I mean, that was a phenomenal catch that he did on the sideline. Then um, looking also, obviously, for just for what else they have. They have, a, they have a decent running game. They have a good quarterback, obviously. So, I mean – Justin Herbert can only do so much, obviously, for what he has. But a lot of people say it's because of the offensive line and what he has. But I think, in my mind, I think it's because of the coaching. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think a lot of it is that he wants to play a specific style of play. But Justin Herbert isn't quite. I don't necessarily think he's understanding that kind of a logic, but I just don't think he's necessarily liking that kind of style that they're trying to get him to do. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's been pretty obvious that it's coaching there in, in San, you know, I guess not San, 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 Diego, San Diego anymore, but yeah. uh, it's, I guess, the L.A. Chargers now. Yeah, it's still it's still hard for me to, to cope to. It's been several years. Yeah. yeah, and so, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you. I think that's the better option for him to go to. I think when you think of the Chargers and what, they have upon them. I mean, it's very similar to what Michigan's got right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, it's very comparable programs, uh, I guess, from what he took over uh, and into what he built, he built there. But uh, looking at Harbaugh with him ca- kind of having these discussions, him possibly leaving Michigan, do you think Harbaugh, it's the right move for Harbaugh to leave Michigan? <sighs> I mean, you did, you just, you just won a national championship. Yeah. You're going to be a legend there forever. It's I'm, not, it's not like you can, you can hurt your name by yeah. leaving. So, I mean, I mean you, you can hurt it by sticking around and doing worse. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is the right move. And like you said, he's a legend already in, in old blue country. And I mean, I, I don't necessarily think it, I, 
a lot of people have said he wants to go to the NFL to try and compete against his brother. But I I think he just wants to have nothing against Michigan, obviously. They've they've had so many great years and they've unfortunately came up short in this national championship state. And now he's finally got to that mountaintop with Michigan. He finally won the national championship. And now I think he just wants to go obviously for the next best thing. He wants to win a Super Bowl. And I think this is gonna be a good thing if he goes with the Chargers, obviously. I mean Either way, I want to see him go to the NFL. A lot, a lot of people have said multiple years back that he should already be in the NFL by now. And I think, may, I'm not trying to say anything, but I think maybe he's finally heard enough to say, okay, I'm finally going to listen to all the people who have said, okay, I'm going to go to the NFL here. Well, if you are, obviously, I really hope you land in the right spot, which I I think is the Chargers. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we're just going to have to wait and find out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think looking at what he's got there at Michigan and how a lot of these rules uh, were, I don't know, it, it feels like that the NCAA has been attacking Harbaugh. Yeah. I mean, the, the cheeseburger gate, that one's say, still going on. let him buy a cheeseburger? Yeah, yeah I mean, that that's still going on. And then, of course, so the, the sign stealing and stuff. And I feel like that a lot of that was just trying to get to Harbaugh, yeah. seeing what he's building there. And, yeah, I, I think there's got to be some part of you that feels like, you almost got there mm-hmm. when you were with with San Fran. Yeah, you almost got there, and it was actually your brother that yeah. stopped you from winning it. Yeah. So how much how sweet would it be to get back into that that arena and be able to go there, and and finally win one? You know, and and uh, you know, Jake Crane always brings up on Crane and Company about how it, it feels like at Thanksgiving, there's always that held above him. You know, like <laughs> well, at least I beat you in the Super Bowl. The awkward moment. You know that just table. that awkward thing, that awkward you know that 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 elephant that's in the room. Um, so yeah, I just, I think that's funny looking at him, but yeah. I, I think it would be a good move for him to go to the NFL just because yeah. he's obviously a good coach in the NFL. He's Absolutely. obviously a good coach in, in college, yeah. but, uh, why not just get away, you know, leave while you're on top, yeah. you know, get out of there while you're on top. Josh, but, if, if you thought, obviously, like we said, between the chargers and the Falcons, if he threw a complete monkey wrench and didn't go to either one of those teams, is there a possible or not possible? Is there a place that you think that you can see Harbaugh potentially going? I think those are only the, the really, the, uh, really the only two options open right now yeah, that I can true. think of. Uh, and so I just think those, either of those two could work for him. Yeah, I just don't think Atlanta fits Harbaugh, uh, and I, I don't think that's a good fit for him. Yeah, but although uh, for any coach, and I think Belichick would be another one that would be in the running. That one, it seems like everyone's kind of leaning towards Atlanta for Belichick. Yeah. Um, it feels like. Like Atlanta would be a good landing spot because you're in a division that's not very strong. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks just won it going nine and eight, mm-hmm. and so they won the division. You have a lot to work with there. Yeah, you do. And so, you know, looking down at Atlanta, I do think that they have quite a bit that they can get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but so, I mean, the Chargers definitely, I feel like, feels like a better fit. They're an offensive built team. You've got Eckler and Herbert, mm-hmm. uh, and then Keenan Allen, and of course, you've got guys over on the defensive side. Uh, you know, you, yeah, you've got uh, Bosa, yeah. you've got uh, Derwin James back there. But just you, you've, you've you've got a good team, mm-hmm. and it was shocking to everyone that you kept on losing with such a good team. Yeah. So I think you you you've got something to build build upon. Definitely. Go go and attack it. Go definitely. go take it. So definitely. Uh, I definitely like that move uh, if if he does go there. Um, but speaking of the NFL, let's go ahead and get there. But before we get too far, I uh, want to remind everybody that you can always follow us on social media. And you can, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, go ahead and hit that like button and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Uh, we've been growing tremendously. Jeremy, we're almost at 30,000 uh, as I'm speaking right now. And so, I mean, it's kind of crazy that back in September we reached 5,000. That was a big mark for us. 
and then we reached 20,000 here earlier this I month. I think earlier this month, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like early this month, I believe. And it's so, mind uh, and, then, and then now already pushing 30,000, just a lot of growth. Uh, and it's, it's a huge thanks. thanks. Yeah, it's a huge thanks to you guys. So please hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Uh, and then also always, as always, comment down below. We love hearing from you. But let's get to the NFL and talk about some of the things that's going on. Uh, first, I wanted to bring this up to to you, and I was hoping uh, maybe Blake would be able to uh, jump on with us. He had some other other things. He he runs another podcast too, guys. So he's he's a busy man. Plus, he's a dad uh, to a, a newborn and a little girl. So uh, he's he's running. he's got he's got stuff to do, and and you know much better stuff to do than talk sports with a bunch of losers like us. But uh, there's been discussions that. The NFL is trying to take away the touchback rule when you fumble and the offense fumbles through the opposite end zone. So this came from the Chiefs Bills game, uh, and that that's what kind of sparked a lot of the controversy. And so the NFL is talking about possibly, and it seems very certain that they're going to, based on the the reports that I've seen and heard, is that they're going to change this rule so that if, if an offensive player is running towards his end zone, fumbles it, and it goes out and through that end zone. They're going to change that. And I don't know what they would change it to. And I wanted to bring this up as a discussion because I don't know what you change this to. I think this is the right call. I think if it, if you fumble it personally, I stand on the side that if you're the defense or if you're the, if you're the, the offense, yeah, I guess yeah. if you're the defense and you yeah. force a fumble, the offense fumbled it. Nobody's possession right now. It's, it's open it's ball. Alive, yeah. If it goes out of bounds, I think that goes to the defense personally because you just now gave up the ball. You gave it up, and, and and the defense forced it out of your hands. Mm -hmm. And so personally, I want to give that to the defense. Now you're telling me that if you fumble the ball and it goes into the end zone, which would be a touchdown if you picked it up, if the if the other Offense, team picked it up team, yep. and it was in the end zone, that's a touchback. If they were to pick it up and then they fumbled it and it went through the back of the end zone, it's a safety. So I'm, I'm looking at all of the scenarios and what can happen here. You fumble it through the end zone. What, what else do you change that to? There's nothing you else really can change it to. I, I, I don't understand what you, I, I what's on the table. No, I mean, there's a lot of people make it seem so much bigger than what it really is that's on the table here. But what do you want us to do? I mean, in this perspective, what are you gonna, what are you supposed to gonna do? Mark, mark it down to where they supposedly fell down, then the bumble fell out. I mean, the fumble obviously occurred and then rolled through the end zone. I mean, yeah, I so, don't. I mean, do, do you, I mean, the only other thing that I can think of is, okay, so if that's the case, then it comes back out to the 20 or 25 yard line, depending yeah. on where you want to spot that. I mean, to me, and it's still the offense's ball. That's it's my ball. Is, is it, is it maybe like a, a negative play or something though? Is it maybe like 20 yard line and now it's, it goes back to first, first and goal, goal. Or if you were, if you were inside, there's just so much yeah. you have to change with that because, yeah. okay, so it, let, let's say, in that situation, they could have had a first down if they were within the five-yard line or right. something. But instead, because yeah. he's right, right there at the one-yard line mm -hmm. when he fumbles. Uh, so he fumbles it. And let's say that the ruling is that it comes out to the 20. So that that situation, you could possibly do like first and goal from like the 15 or 20-yard line, I suppose. Yeah. And it kind of gives you a disadvantage because you're further than 10 yards out and you have to make it in, in four downs. Mm -hmm. But what's what's the scenario if it's first and goal on the, the eight two. eight yard line? Yeah, any anywhere in there, first and goal, or let, let's say it's 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 third and goal now uh, on on the eight yard line. Okay, you you fumble it through the end zone. Now you pull it out to the twenty. What what happens now? We just make it first Fourth and goal from or, out there uh, again. So you reset because you fumbled it. You get rewarded. Uh, 
it's it's so stupid. I, I think that's I think it's obvious that to me that this this is the right ruling the way that it stands right now, and I don't like that they're trying to change it. Yeah, just leave football the way it is. Don't don't adjust any of the rules just because we get into these type of situations. It's just going to keep becoming a revolving door. Where, what if what if this happens? This is going to result to this. What if this is going to happen? This is going to result to this. I mean. From what I've heard, people say, "Oh, Pete, Patrick Mahomes is just complaining that his running back fell through the—I mean, fell down. And he lost the ball." I'm like, "Grow up!" I mean, you can say what you want, but at the end of the day, just let us watch football and just let us just leave everything be. Just because if you get in these types of situations, it's just like I said, it's going to be the revolving door, and it's just going to keep making a lot of headache for a lot of people here. And like me and Josh have just obviously rambled about, we just want to leave everything effing alone just because we, we've we played plenty of football in our lifetime. And if you just keep trying to change these rules, and if, like Josh has obviously mentioned, that it's more likely probably going to happen here, I think you're going to lose a lot of viewers. You're going to lose a lot of fans. You're going to lose a lot of respect for a lot of people. And if that's what you want to do, you do you. Let the ratings drop a little bit, but well, I mean, and like I said too, it's not just the fact that you know I I don't really know what you do there, and and it's it, it's it's not that I'm against change either. Yeah. Like I'm all for it personally. I don't mind if you change the rules if it's for the better. Yeah, uh, the field goal in the, in the front of the end zone was an absolutely stupid idea. It's a good yeah, idea to put that in the back. Yeah, Canada figure that out. Yeah, um, but you know there there's certain things I'm okay with adding a targeting. Call, oh yeah, uh, or or something like that Player to protect. Now figure out like what the rule is and stand by it. But you know, I'm, I'm okay with adding rules, and and there's there's all kinds of rules that you could add, you can go on to. I'm okay with them pushing the the touchback out to the 25 for player safety. I, right. I get that, I get and that, that 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 kind of stuff is okay with me. But changing a rule like this is just absolutely ridiculous because I just don't know where you go with it. No. But uh, let's go ahead and get to the playoffs and the games that are actually going on. First, we've got the Lions going to the Niners. They're going to have to go to San Francisco and play arguably the best team in the in the NFL. Uh, I, I guess you could probably make a better uh, and an easier statement that they're the second best team because they've already lost to the Ravens. But one of the best teams. Obviously, I think this is the best team in the NFC. Um, but for this NFC Championship game, we've got Lions at Niners. Who you got? I'm going to make it blunt. Like I said earlier, Lions 49ers. I think Eminem's got another single that he can drop once the Detroit Lions go to the Super Bowl in this Mic situation. drop. Exactly. <laughs> Just because, literally, I mean, everyone's saying, oh, it's because Eminem's hype video of the very first game. Like, whatever. I mean, it's cool to see Eminem go to the Detroit games. I mean, take it for granted he lives in Detroit, then 8th Mile Boulevard, right then and there. Um, but, I mean, the way that we've seen Detroit play this year, it looked a little. It looked really, really good at the beginning of the year, and then it got down to a little bit of a down slump, a little bit. But then obviously Detroit came back up. Jared Goff has been playing unreal, and I mean, take it for granted. Look at the weapons that he has around. I'm not saying Brown. Um, who else does he have? I mean, you got so many weapons on the Detroit Lions. Reynolds, Reynolds, uh, and then he's got uh, Jameer um, Gibbs back there doing being a monster. And then you've got David Montgomery say, back there gonna, still too. I was going to say, what's his name you've from got, Nebraska? Um, yeah, you've got Laporta. Yeah, I mean, who's who's from Nebraska on the Lions? Um, Trey Palmer. No, oh, no, he's, no, on, he's on the Bucks. Yeah, he's, he's on, on the Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, I was thinking of you. Him. You were thinking of the same yeah. game. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, I know um, what you're saying. Um, I mean, for Detroit, like I said, with how they've been playing, it's been unreal. 
And just to be able to bring one playoff game win for the Detroit Lions since back way back when, it was truly unbelievable. And to see them still succeed and get that next win, now going to this week, going against a really, really good San Francisco 49ers team, you got to play like you have been each each of these last couple weeks. But I think Detroit has a little bit of an advantage without – um, without San Francisco having Debo Samuel here, I think that's going to be a big thing. But obviously for Detroit's defense, you got to do whatever it takes to stop CMC. See, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that about Debo Samuel being out, but he really hasn't done a whole lot this year. And so personally, I don't I don't think that's a, that big of a loss to San Fran. Uh, and I get it. I, I think he does still add a factor to that team, yeah, he, he adds a factor to that team where you've got to watch out for another guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, look, first I want to back up to the Lions. Uh, huge win over the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers played an outstanding. I want to first give a shout-out to Baker. Uh, obviously, I'm a Baker guy. I've said that several times on the you show. Don't say. He, he had a phenomenal season. Uh, he deserves – uh, he he deserved this season, and he he's, he took it. Uh, and so good, good job to him. Hats off to him. But Todd Bowles, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it, you, you, the Lions screwed up. They took a knee too early, and you had 37 seconds to have taken it your last time out, and you just didn't use it. Uh, that was something that I, I don't think – I don't know how many people noticed it. I saw a few people mention it on social media, but for the most part, that was just that just went unnoticed. You had a chance. Uh, and then I'm, I'm okay with the two-point conversion. So for those who don't understand, uh, if, if you go for two now and, and you make it, now all you have to do is go for one uh, the next try to you know to, to win the game. Otherwise, you have to go for two again later on. But why not just get – you've got a 50-50 chance to make it. It's like 53% chance that you're going to make it or something like that. So you might as well go for it and try to win the game in regulation. Uh, and so I, I don't hate that call. But in the last – think pretty sure there was 37 seconds on the clock, and he didn't use a timeout. Like, what are you doing? Um, but – the Lions played very well. Uh, that was just a game where they just made fewer mistakes. Uh, Mike Evans dropped a pass, and it popped up in the air and got got picked off. Baker didn't see the linebacker coming across uh, there at, at the end of the game and threw another pick. And so that that's that's your your mistakes. And so the, you're, you're right. I think the Lions are playing very well. The Niners, on the other hand, they didn't play well at all. They played probably one of the worst-looking games they've played all season against the Packers, and they found a way to win. In the NFL playoffs, all you have to do is find a way to win because you win one game and you move on to the next. So I, I look at the Niners. I think they have a much better game. It's going to be better weather this weekend. Uh, so personally, I'm picking the Niners. I think the Niners go out there and I think they win it. And I, you look at these two teams, I think the Niners are just the better and more complete team. And I also think as good as Brock Purdy is and everyone talks how good he is, I think there's a lot of people who are still doubting on him and, and still hating on Mr. Brock Purdy. Who? Yeah, I, I think they're still they're still disrespecting his name and I think he's gonna put a little respect on his name mm-hmm. and win the NFC uh, championship game and go on to the Super Bowl. And so I I just think it's inevitable. Um, but going over to the Chiefs Ravens, we've got the Chiefs for the first time and it feels like forever not at home in the AFC I know. championship oh, game. Oh, oh, oh. Going to the Ravens, uh, I know it's probably hard for you to pick either of these teams because you're a Bengals fan and you hate both of them. Yep. <laughs> but who do you got for the Chiefs Ravens? It's been a it's been a really hard decision, especially in in my fiance. She does not like Kansas City, 
My mom loves Kansas City. Like Josh just said, I hate both. I would love to see both of them lose. <laughs> I don't care. But if I had to pick a team, I honestly would like to see somebody other than Kansas City. I want to see the Baltimore Ravens go into the Super Bowl here. And looking at this aspect, it, it just all like you just see is talking about Kansas City here. All you see is Swifties and Jason Kelsey overly celebrating, which I don't blame him 100% at all because it was truly phenomenal. And seeing him doing his celebration and his mom in the background just blushing and thinking, he just came out of retirement and now he's doing this. I think he just made a big mistake here. But, I mean, Jason Kelsey, my hat's off to you. You're you're a legend, obviously, around the league, especially in Philly and just everything. And, obviously, him announced your retirement. Nothing but absolute love and respect for you, man. And you've had an unbelievable season, not even a season, a career in the NFL. But going back to the, to the Baltimore-Kansas City, like I said, I'd love to see Baltimore go to the Super Bowl. My thing is for um, Kansas City's defense, I know I've talked about this a lot, and you got to stop Lamar Jackson – yet alone their running backs. Once Lamar Jackson gets out of that pocket in this type of situation, we've seen him use a lot of his legs, and he's not afraid to show what he can do running ability. I mean, obviously, he's he's one of those smart quarterbacks where if he sees pressure, he's going to slide, or if he doesn't get the option, he's going he's gonna to man up. He's going to take a hit, and that's for sure. I mean, a lot of these quarterbacks, you'll see him slide four or five yards right where you see them starting to get ready to get hit, supposedly. Now, I mean – Looking at the situation now going to the Kansas City Chiefs side, obviously Patrick Holmes just wants to do anything he can to get the Super Bowl. And, of course, we're going to see uh, same situation. For Baltimore's defense, you got to stop Isaiah Pachanko. And I remember talking about Isaiah Pachanko at the beginning of the year being one of those underrated quarterbacks. And I, I Running back. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I keep thinking everything <laughs> different. But um, he's definitely one of those underrated running backs that can – truly show off. I mean, look what he did against the Bengals. He he completely mowed all of them over, and then look at what he's done, obviously, in the Have past. you heard the story about him and why he runs so hard? No, I haven't. So, I, for, for those who, who don't know, you should totally look into it. I mean, it's it's a crazy story, but I guess he, he lost uh, his, let's see, I think it was his brother first, uh, and, you know, he, he lost his brother in kind of a, a tragic accident, you know, a tragic uh, happening, I guess, uh, and then, you know, then a year later, he gets uh, it, somebody come to his door and tells him that his sister has now has now been killed, uh, and so just both of his siblings that that took a toll on him, uh, and so he said he runs for them, and so I mean just looking at that, I mean you can tell too he's got a mission. He's every time he's in the in the open field, even it looks like he's ready to run through a brick wall with how hard he runs. Um, just a really cool story from him. You just gave me a little bit of chills there. Well, I I sincerely didn't know that story, but yeah, I mean, that, it, yeah, because wow. I've always, I've always, we were talking about that uh, on. Let's see, it was Sunday whenever that game was going on, and we we had a little watch party down at my parents, and uh, there was some of their friends were out and everything we were watching, and they were like, "Man, that guy just runs so hard," and I told them like, "Yeah, I think like, I've heard this story where this is why he runs so hard." That's, and I mean, it's it's true too. The the the, the dude just runs extremely hard, like and it's monster. he's fast. But he's also looking like he's trying to run through somebody at all times, and sometimes he even like jukes into players just to create contact, and then keeps mm -hmm. on running. Yeah. And, and so I mean, it's he's got a really cool story, and it 
that's that's definitely helped me to like him even more than I already did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you if you play football with that meaning and a purpose, I mean, how can you not like him in that kind of a sense? But if you're a hater on that, meet me out back by the woodshed and we'll show you what <laughs> really to talk about. But or let's just put him out on the field and let Isaiah Pacheco yeah, run through. Yeah, there him. <laughs> you go. Let's get him. Let's get him plenty of reps to hit him. But I mean, like I said, obviously stopping Isaiah Pacheco is going to be one thing. Then obviously we see Travis Kelsey just doing Travis Kelsey things, finding the open field and just making good plays and getting first downs. Then of course, um, obviously. Just look, just look at Kansas City and just what they're able to do. I mean, Kansas City has always had these comeback miracles for what everyone's seen, obviously, especially going against Buffalo and then what they were able to do. Um, shout out to Harrison Bucker for getting them into that situation. Of course, Kelsey, Mahomes, and everybody on that roster. But, I mean, for this game, it's definitely going to be a, a really, really – I think it's going to be a grudge match just to – like what you told me countless times, I – it's going to be whoever gets that last possession. I think it's going to be the one to get in the Super Bowl. So, I I really hope that it's Baltimore. And if it's not, then I'm going to have to hear my fiance really be upset, and I'm going to have to hear my mom really be happy. So that's going to be a, a divided. See, so you're household. picking you're picking Baltimore then. Yep, I, I like that. And I think what's what's interesting with this matchup now is that it's a defense, a Baltimore defense that has been phenomenal all season long. And of course their, their offense has been rolling. I mean, oh, yeah, with absolutely. Gus Edwards stepping into the scene, you've Odell. got, uh, yeah, you've got Odell and then you've got Zay flowers doing his thing out there being uh, the rookie of the year. Almost, 100%. uh, you know, and I'd, I'd say just outside of CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course you've got lively that there are, uh, sorry, likely, uh, that, that stepped in for Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews yeah. So, I mean, just seeing everything. And I think Mark Andrews may be cleared to play for this game. Really? Maybe. Ooh. And so, I mean, that's that's a big thing. I think I haven't heard much about it. When you boil down just the overall aspect of this game, and you look at this game and see who is the better team, I think the Baltimore Ravens are the better team. I, I think they've got everything that says they should win this game. But uh, first, I want to start off with all this Taylor Swift haters. I don't understand why you're hating on Taylor Swift. She's not the one putting the camera on herself. She's not doing anything to to draw the camera into herself. You, you can be mad all you want. I don't understand what the big deal about showing Taylor Swift on the TV screen is at all. I don't mind. I, I don't really care. It's not during the play, and she's getting a whole five seconds at a time whenever she's up there. Who cares? Let it go. You know who's, who's actually ruining football with this whole Taylor Swift thing? You. All of the haters that are, are throwing a fit about it. You are ruining football uh, for, for hating on Taylor Swift for being on TV. Just wanted to get that off my chest. But now looking over the Chiefs, I will never put money against the Chiefs because they are just that good. Patrick Mahomes knows what he's doing. Travis Kelsey knows what he's doing. Had probably the best game of his entire season this past weekend against the Bills. And so I, I'm not ever going to put money against them. Now they've got a defense that is running Lights out. They they are they've been absolutely phenomenal. And uh, so, looking at this defense, I think they hold Baltimore and they they slow them down. The Chiefs are just going to find a way to win. I just I don't see another way around it. Uh, I I think it's hard for me to say that because I do believe in the conspiracy that it's going to be the Ravens and the Niners going to it because of the Super Bowl logo and all that stuff. But I just have a hard time betting against the Kansas City Chiefs. They know what they're doing. They've been here before, yeah. and I think they're gonna they're they're just, they're just going to find a way a way to win. A lot like the Niners did last week. Yeah. They they just find ways to win, and that's all you have to do right now is one more game. Yep. One more game, and you're going to uh, to 
Vegas Super for Bowl. the Super Bowl. Yep. So I, I I'm I'm picking the Chiefs. I guess you and I are against each other there. Uh, you know, I would love to see the Lions Chiefs. I think that'd be a fun fun matchup. That would be pretty exciting. Um, because here's here's the here's the matchup that everyone's talking about: Taylor Swift against uh, Eminem. No, I'm I'm talking about Taylor Swift against Taylor Lautner. Her ex boyfriend. Oh man, <laughs> how amazing is that? I didn't even think about that. That's and and good. then I saw some article that was like a a clickbait article about why Taylor Swift might not be able to make it to the Super Bowl if the Chiefs make it because she's the on this tour. tour and all this. Yeah, but I want to say maybe she doesn't show up because of the tour, maybe a little bit, but ultimately because she's like, oh crap, Taylor's going to be there. I don't. <laughs> that's going to be awkward to be around Travis and Taylor Lautner. Yeah. Am I going to have to say hi to him if I see if I? Uh-oh. Make eye contact. Uh-oh. I don't know what to do. So that's right. the real matchup there. Yeah. But we're going to go ahead and move on to the NHL. Um, but before we do, we first have to bring you another sponsor of ours, and that is Factor, the amazing service, delivery service that you ought to be using because Factor is going to help you on your resolutions. That way you're ready for this new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery service takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in this new year. Skip the grocery store prep work and all of the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals that will be delivered right to your door. Yes, you heard that right. They deliver it to your door, and they're ready to eat. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto and calorie smart and vegan plus veggie and more, plus 55 weekly add-ons. You'll have a ton of nutritious, flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. We've used Factor for quite some time now. I have used it for a long time. I absolutely love Factor. They give you meals that are absolutely delicious. I do not lie, and I love food, Uh, all right? And so you can take it from me. You will love all of their options, uh, pretty much all of them. Uh, maybe maybe not the vegan stuff if you're not vegan, because I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of vegan stuff. They sent one of them was a vegan, the vegan option. Yeah, yeah, they sent a vegan option. It wasn't bad. It was okay. I'm just not down for vegan. So if you're not into vegan, guess what? You can select and you can choose what you want. Not only that, but when things get hectic, hectic and you don't really need a new box to come the next week or whenever you have it scheduled. Uh, it, it makes it very easy because Factor is extremely flexible. You can change up your order every week with plans from four to 18 meals per week, or you can pause and reschedule your delivery times. So they make it very easy. So go check them out. You can head over to factormeals.com slash rising250 and get yourself 50% off by using that code rising250. So that's that's code R-I-S-I-N-G-T-O-5-0 when you go to factormeals.com slash R-I-S-I-N-G-T-O-5-0. Go check it out, and that gets you 50% off. Yes, you heard that right, 5-0, off. Go check it out at factormeals.com slash rising250 and use that code rising250 and get that amazing deal. But, Jeremy, let's go ahead and get into the NHL. You are our hockey extraordinaire. So, I'll let you take over. What's been going on in the NHL, man? There's been a lot going on in the NHL, and it's been – it's been so fun because obviously you got so many games on so many nights. You can never not see a night where there's NHL. And it truly warms my heart just to see hockey obviously back in full swing and just being able to. But first off, we're going to kick it off with the Boston Bruins. Obviously, the Boston Bruins, of course, it's what more can you say about the Boston Bruins? The Boston Bruins have been on a five-game winning streak. Now that advances them to having nine points going into the season, obviously. I know their most recent game here was actually a close one going into – they actually were going into the third period with a 2-1 to one lead. Okay, we're used to seeing these guys having 
four to one, five to one games. Then going to the third, they really score. They tack on one more point, and then they finally get onto the situation. But now that them finally actually being able to understand and realize, okay, we're going to the third period. We're only down. We're only above by a goal. This team could easily come back, and then they can, they can, we can tie it up. They can get ahead of us, and we could easily lose this game. But Josh, I mean, talking about the Boston Bruins here, is there anybody in that division? I know the Florida Panthers are right behind them, but you look at the points gap. It was uh, by a seven-point gap, if I remember right, for the point separation between the Boston Bruins and the Florida Panthers. But outside of that, do you really think there's any team that can really stop the Boston Bruins? I don't think there's any team in that division that can overthrow their their first place. Yeah. Um, that's going to be really hard. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I guess one thing, too, is we're, we're – we're, recording this on Wednesday they have a game here in like uh, 15 minutes have. so we haven't seen the outcome of that yet so that streak may be over because uh, they go against the Hurricanes tonight but I think they win that game tonight uh, so we'll see it might be six game six game winning streak by the time that uh, you're you're watching or listening so that's that's kind of crazy but I, I just it's crazy to think of the Boston Bruins because you know when when we thought about this offseason and them you know are they gonna kind of slow down a little bit and, and not be as good. Of course they lose, uh, was it Patrice Bergeron? Yep. Uh, so, you know, they, they lose, they lost somebody else too. Didn't um, they? Um, they did. I don't know. I'm driving. Of course, D- David Pasternak has been an, an animal though, all season long. We've talked about him several times. And so looking at this Boston team, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't feel like they're much different this year than they were last year. They have slight slight differences, and they're not quite as strong in certain areas, and they're maybe not as dominant. But I think that they're. they're I think that this this franchise and this this team remembers what happened to them last year, and I think they're going to go into the playoffs this year uh, at, at and and swinging hard. So personally, I, I don't think that there's anybody that really could overthrow their first place uh, bid there in, in their division. But, I mean, looking at it, I was trying to find out who that other Boston player was that was going to drive me nuts because, obviously, it was Patrice Bergeron. Then um, I think it might have been Taylor Hall, but I could be wrong. You might be right. I think it could be, but I I know they retired, but I, don't, I know Taylor Hall didn't retire, but I couldn't think of who it was. But, obviously, if you if you beat Boston, you got to think you just won the freaking Stanley Cup here. Boston has been absolutely Electric, like I've said, night in and night out for the Boston Bruins here. If you if you even step on the ice and just look out the wrong way, you know you're going to be in for for quite a battle here. But going off to the Boston Bruins, going up to going up to Oil Country, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Edmonton Oilers here. I mean, the Edmonton Oilers just added Corey Perry, who was just recently with the Chicago Blackhawks. Then obviously the Blackhawks let go of Corey Perry, and now the Edmonton Oilers. Pick up, uh, pick up Corey Perry, or as a lot of people call him, Scory Perry. And looking at it, a lot, of, a lot of these players really do like the fact that they're getting the Corey Perry here. And Connor McDavid even reached out and said that he's a really, really good add-on. Connor McDavid, yeah, right. You said Bird, Bird David, like you were mixing Bedard oh, and <laughs> I can't even talk, everybody. Dude, I'm mixing, sorry, mixing the two Connors. Me, I, I heard it. I had to me, catch you. Give me a break. I, I can't to catch talk you. tonight. But I mean, no, Corey Perry is definitely going to be a really good add-on, as Connor McDavid has said in a statement. He's going to be a really good add-on to the organization. You you already see 
um, Connor McDavid lighting up the lamp like we've seen him do plenty of times, making unbelievable moves, unbelievable goals. Now you get a key forward like Corey Perry here, who you can see obviously the same situation. He may not have the same speed like Connor McDavid here, but Corey Perry has a mindset to where this puck is going to go in the net. And obviously we've seen Corey Perry on the power play, see him doing unbelievable assists and looking at this addition onto the Edmonton Oilers, Josh, I know, like I said, the Edmonton Oilers have already been red hot this season. Now adding Corey Perry into this type of a situation, do you think that this is just going to give them one step closer? Maybe they can finally have a good postseason run and possibly make it to the Stanley cup. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a really good ad, and I I, I agree with Connor Bedavid. Uh, yeah. You know, Connor McDavid, and whenever he says that, that's a good ad because, I mean, it's bringing in Corey Perry. I had to look up his stats too to double check, and it was 421 goals in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy is is electric, and of course, he he can assist just as well. Uh, he's he's definitely a force to be reckoned with on the ice. Maybe not as much because he's been in the league since like 2003. Forever, uh, and first he's round pick back the then. Yeah, and, and so I mean, he's he may not be as big of, of a you know a force to reckon with, but he's still a veteran that's able to teach some of the younger guys like Connor McDavid and help them out yeah. and 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 really propel uh, guys like him and propel them and their their playing. So uh, I, I like that quite a bit. I like them adding Corey Perry. Absolutely, but I mean now going back from oil country, going back down to here in the states, we're gonna be talking a little about the Arizona Coyotes and their standoff against the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Pittsburgh Penguins, they've obviously been having their ups and downs this season. But, I mean, you go against a team to where you have a streak to where you look at the you look at the season at the beginning of the year and you say, okay, these guys we can easily beat, and these guys is definitely going to be a challenge to try and beat these guys. The Arizona Coyotes have not beaten the Pittsburgh Penguins in the last 12 meetings. But... That has finally came to rest. The Arizona Coyotes finally beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, like I said, the last four times. They beat them 5-2 to two going into last, I mean, this most recent Tuesday here. It was, was This was definitely something a lot of the fans even know, yet alone the players. They all know that going against the Pittsburgh Penguins, look at the roster. Crosby, Getzel, Malkin, Latang. I can just keep going on and on, everybody, but you can probably get the gist. The Pittsburgh Penguins have an unbelievable roster, and just being able to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, it's one thing to beat them at home, but being able to beat them on the road for Pittsburgh, say, going down to Arizona and losing, that was definitely something a lot of these Arizona Coyotes fans definitely needed to see. I mean, take it for granted, they're still under construction for getting their new arena, and it's not the same atmosphere like what you would normally get in an NHL arena. This is definitely something to where the Arizona Coyotes can finally get that monkey off their back. And, Josh, how bittersweet do you think that finally had to feel for the Arizona Coyotes to finally beat them? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that that has to be, uh, you know, it's it's definitely one of those things whenever you've got that losing streak to a team. You know, th- you think of Michigan back whenever, if, if you're a college football fan and you're not as familiar with hockey, Michigan, they, they lose year after year for over a decade and then they finally beat Ohio State. Uh, this isn't as big of a rivalry or anything like that as Michigan-Ohio State, but it's still one of those things that's in the back of your head. And with 12 games straight losing to this team, a lot of these guys have been on the on the losing end of that stick. And so I think that's really big for them. I, I guarantee I mean, I guarantee that just had to have been it, – it, it feels like, man, we just won the biggest game of, of the season just now. 
uh, even though it's just winning against the Pittsburgh Penguins in the regular season. Yeah. But it, it definitely feels like a really big win, kind of breaking that that streak. You feel like you're cursed or something, mm-hmm. and you finally get over the hump. It's It's got to be exciting. It's definitely a great hump, but the only hump that um, – that the Pittsburgh Penguins was feeling outside of the L is the um, I'll go backtrack to what I said at the top of the show. The Pittsburgh Penguins, they like I said, they only got two points. They wish they could have had three, but um, they gave Arizona a really, really big favor. And <laughs> the situation was the the Pittsburgh Penguins were or they were on a penalty. They were going to be on a power play. Then uh, Chris Letang was circling, and Christian Jari was obviously going to the bench to get that extra attacker on the ice. And um, it didn't go as expected or planned. Let's go ahead and play um, that clip. Yeah, let's just go ahead and roll the clip, and the clip will do the job. And they got Crosby back on the ice. Latang's got it, and he'll bring it along in a delayed penalty. Well, this is big for the Penguins. They're just trying to kill as much time off. It went in! Oh, my goodness! The goalie pulled. Latang has it. He goes back to Malkin. And Malkin can't handle this back pass. It goes off the blade and into the... Became a reality here. <laughs> and... Um, no, that's 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 insane, too, just thinking, you know, like it, it was just a, a dumb mistake, too, yeah. passing it back. And it was in a situation, like you said, too, where the goalie didn't even really need to leave, but it's just what you do. Yeah. You know, you, you're going, you're going to get it, but you've got to be aware of your surroundings. You've got to be aware of the empty net, and and you've got to understand where your guy is on the ice. And uh, who who was it in the back there it that was, was supposed to receive Evgeny it? Malkin. Yeah, that's what I thought. So you know, Malkin not even there, couldn't reach it, couldn't get to it in time, and it slips right through. Yeah, and goes right in the net. I mean, you you lose the game. Five to two. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a large, a large part of that is from that. I mean, that just that kind of paints the picture of why you lost the game as a whole, too. Is that yeah. miscommunication, just dumb mistakes, mm. uh, and so <laughs> you can even see, obviously, in the clip, Jake Getzel looking at it, just seeing the puck on the net, having to stick over his head, just in utter disgust. And I guarantee you, Sidney Crosby is looking at it, and he's probably thinking, "What the." is going on here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the Pittsburgh Penguins, what are you doing? I understand it's a fl- uh, it's a fluke thing, but until now this is definitely something. Like I was telling Josh before we went before we did the episode, this is almost as mind-boggling as back in the day on the Dallas Stars were playing the Edmonton Oilers and um, the Edmonton Oilers were down by one and Dallas intercepted the puck and it was a walk-in, and the puck trickled over a stick, and he tried to flip it back in, and he fell. <laughs> then Edmondson came through, and Hemsky came down the other end, scored, tied the game. And then Edmondson went on to win in overtime. I can't remember what year, but I know that was back in the day. But that is definitely that's probably the, the closest thing I can compare this to. But... I really don't know what else to say about that kind of stipulation. But going on to our last NHL topic of the night, there could potentially be a new team coming into the league, but it's still it's a it's a long shot. But the Salt Lake City has talked to you brought this up to me. I personally didn't even yeah, know the, about the this. Utah Jazz owner. Yeah, the Utah yeah. Jazz owner is going to be reaching out to the NHL commissioner and 
there could potentially be a new NHL team coming to Salt Lake City. And I like this factor. If if this everything follows through and everything goes according to plan and then we have a new NHL team. I know obviously it won't be for a while that we see this team because obviously thing you gotta have they they could possibly be making a new arena or they just play obviously where the Utah Jazz from play. the reports I've seen the jazz owner, and I'm forgetting his name, but the Utah Jazz owner says that he could have this ready to go really? right now. And he wants to get the, the process going. of, of uh, what's the, the draft called, um, yeah, the expansion, expansion draft. draft yeah. uh, he wants to get the process of that going so he can get it done now. Uh, I don't like this. Uh, there's 32 teams in the NHL right now, right? You not like that odd number? <laughs> I don't. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't like thirty-one. You added Kraken, and now it's thirty-two. Great. Now we've got thirty-two. That's a that's a good number to have too, yeah. especially the way that all the divisions line up. You get everything nice and even. Yeah. You don't screw it up by adding one more. Hey, who knows? Maybe. Uh, and I, I I don't really like the idea. So, in college football, we have this issue where we've got one hundred and thirty some teams that all compete for one trophy. Yeah. When really only. Maybe fifteen to twenty of them really have a real shot. Yeah, and so that's that's one thing that I think I like about the NFL when you talk about football is that you have less you have less teams, more of an opportunity for any team to have a shot. Yeah. You had a team that only won one or two games last year in the Texans make it all the way up to the, the divisional round in the playoffs. That can't happen in college football because you've got one hundred and thirty some teams. Yeah. I don't like adding more teams. I think 32 is a good number. I do like the, the even number. I like how evenly it, it divides everything up. Yeah. Uh, and I don't like that. Not only that, but there's already a kind of a shortage of certain positions like goalie, uh, where you don't have enough elite goalies to fill the rosters as That's it is. Uh, and so, true. you know, I think, I, you know, just looking around, I just, I don't know if I like adding another team. I think you're going to have to add another two team. teams if you do this. Uh, and and then even that, I just feel like now you're jumping up to 34. Maybe 34 is okay because you can you still got an even number. But uh, I I just I don't I don't know I don't I I'm not I'm not uh, sure I if I'm, I'm I, I, I I thought it was cool when the Golden Knights were the new team coming to town. Then the Seattle Kraken. Okay, cool. We're adding another one. But now you're just starting to push push the limit. Uh, and I, I feel like for me, I'm happy at 32. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't want to leave 32. Yeah, I mean. I would like as much as I would love to see this process become if it does if it does go through awesome but at the same time you do bring up a valid point 32 was is a strong number and it's equal it's it's even then you don't have to do a whole bunch of filling around trying to yeah. get this type of situation having I to change change schedules yeah, absolutely I completely 100% agree with you Josh I, the only reason why I'm excited for it is just because... Bring it to Salt Lake. Exactly. That's what uh, I'm that, saying. That is, that is tempting. Yeah, that's my big thing why I was so excited just because you think of the atmosphere in Utah, Salt maybe, Lake maybe, City. Maybe we can like, just have him buy Arizona uh, and move them up to Salt Lake City. That, I, I like that idea. That'd be pretty cool. Because Arizona just isn't a great place for hockey. I don't feel... I feel like... Uh, former players that I've talked to, that's usually the place that is like, eh, it's just not the greatest atmosphere. Uh, I feel like the fans are pretty much done with it there. They're not really a winning franchise anymore. Yeah. Uh, so why not? They've been looking to move. That is true. Uh, you know, there was talks that, hey, could they go up to Kansas City? Bring them to Salt Lake City. I like that move if, you, if we were to do that. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, I mean, if 
Arizona were to... Let, let me talk to this jazz owner real quick. <laughs> there you go. Get on the phone really fast. But, I mean, if Arizona were to go to Salt Lake City in that perspective, then or even Kansas City, I mean, heck, if, if we really wanted, that could be a closer opportunity. Maybe you and I can make a drive down south to go to see an NHL game if that's possible. Or if they do move to Salt Lake City, then out of the random, Kansas City just magically gets an NHL team. I mean... Obviously, you go down south, we're just used to hearing about the, the St. Louis Blues in that situation, but I don't realistically think that'll happen. But if it does happen, like I said, I'm all game just because I want to see see a game in Salt Lake City. But at the same time, you do bring up a valid point and trying to fiddle everything around, but at the end of the day, we're just going to have to wait and find out. And if it does, if it does go through, cool. If it don't, then, well... We're still stuck with 32. So, but that's all that we got on the NHL talk. But Josh, I know we rambled off a lot, but unfortunately, it's that time of the sh- time of the day where we have to en- eventually wrap up the show. Yeah, it's closing time. That's all we've yeah. got for you guys. But we do appreciate everybody for tuning in, watching, listening, whatever you're doing. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, comment down below, and hit that like button as well. Uh, if you've already subscribed, you can always hit that like button. That's one thing that you can do on every single video to help us out. And commenting also helps us beat the algorithm. But you can follow us on social media. We're on X, formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that fun stuff. So go check us out over there. Uh, And then, as always, you can check us out uh, on audio platforms as well. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can give us a five-star review. That's the best way to help us over there. But, guys, we thank you so much for all of the, 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 the support and the growth on everything that you've been throwing our way, and we keep on growing, and it's all thanks to you guys. Uh, and you're making a dream truly come true for us. So we thank you all so much for all of that, and we'll see you next time.